trying. I'm in my head. And we are rolling. Episode 20, part 2 of Sports Banter. Released at its, you know, appropriate time. Not appropriate. At its normal time. Let's say that. Friday. Friday afternoon. Happy Friday. I have no idea what you're doing, but let's just... just I'm kind of doing me. (laughs) Yeah. You're skit-scatting all over the place. Just kind of doing me. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm not. With Mr. Peanut and... The polar bear, of course. Polar bear is, you know, he's getting out a little honorary. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? <laughs> a little honorary on me. Known you too long. But that's Mr. probably Peanut. that's probably what because we got a big list of topics that he's dying to dive into. That's right. See that transition? <laughs> I'm I mean, ready. Fuck man, that's an all time transition. You know, we can even get like nachos in here one time and just get <laughs> just get some food It'll delivered. Get yeah, it's going to get real comfortable in here. That's right. The deeper we get. Ain't but got a fridge. We're ready to go. First thing I wanted to talk to you about, viral video. Viral. Do you know I'm going with this? Yes, I know <laughs> where you're headed. The <laughs> Padres-Rockies game last week. Oh, man. Whoa. <laughs> you hey, talk about a hot Hey, head. look how... Oh, you're getting off. Yeesh. Yeesh. Uh, Not a good look. Here's the thing. Let me get your Well, let me Well, let me just... Put it out there so we can, like, then dissect yeah, it. Yeah, let, let's preface the scene, um, if you will. First, no, no. I'm gonna, uh, this is what happened. So, <laughs> a viral video of a Padre fan who just kind of said, you know what? I'm planting my flag in the stands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can't see any anything, or you can't hear anything that they say to each other. But all you see is, at Coors Field... I think it was the Sunday, the Sunday game, whatever, it doesn't matter. It does not matter um, what day it was. <laughs> he, it's like the seventh inning, and the Padre fan just walks over, kind of like, what? What? To uh, the guy that, you know, you got to figure they're talking back and forth. An older game. gentleman. And he stands up like, what? And just, boom, knocks him the fuck out. And, I mean, it was quick. He... There was no real talking. He was kind of like, what, what, pop, smoked. And yeah. then he just kind of backed up and accepted his fate of other, like, Rocky fans who had no idea what they were doing. But they just decided to grab him. Le- yeah. Le- Electric video. I, I definitely have, I have quite a few opinions on this I video. mean, first off, the first reaction is, what a punch. Wow. Yeah. And second, the dude just got absolutely slumped. It was like a UFC knockout. Like, so, go ahead. <laughs> one the video and i posted it on my instagram as we posted it on uh sports banters page as well mm-hmm. the thing i said was not a good look right for the padres i don't think that's padre related that's no, that guy related it, it is but what makes it shitty is it's padre fan knocks out rocky fan it, that's just that's bad yeah, in itself but, but hold on hold on let me, let me keep continuing oh, okay. continuing oh, oh. Okay, number, number, yeah, you hate to interrupt my ass. Number two. uh, Don't sock me. Number two, I would never, well, I don't know, maybe I would. Number two, the hit was immaculate. He rocked that kid, that guy. That was. Number three. All time punch. I have a big issue with the guys that came and grabbed him afterwards. Yeah, they had zero. What are you guys doing? They, so they're. Throw a punch! I instantly was like, those guys have no idea how to fight. Because they they were like, I'm going to stand up for the guy who got punched. And they just they grabbed him, really. And yeah, like, it was really weird how they grabbed him, There was like him three too. guys just like kind of 
like rolled on him. And if you look at the Padres fan, he's like holding three of them up. Like he's just kind of took it. To be are these he kind of was like, yeah, I just punched a guy in the face. Like I'll take it. Um, so Rockies fans, like Jesus, dude. Yeah. Um, definitely don't condone the punch. <laughs> I no. Mean, quick side I, note. Oh, go ahead. We have I posted that on my Instagram on my social media. Uh, kids from Claremont High School. He's from San. He's a San Diego. Native. Oh, you know who he is. He is. I don't know the kid's name, but from what I've been told Whoa. by m- my neighbor of your source, don't give away my, my source of twenty years. <laughs> he let me know that he's from Claremont High School. Lives in Claremont, so it's pretty interesting. You know, hey, God bless the Claremont kids. I guess the Claremont Chiefs. That's right. Um, kind of on brand. Yeah, no disrespect. It, it, they don't take shit though. No, and but again, my biggest issue is one. It's it's not really a good look. I'd love to know the backstory. I can get him on. I was actually trying to figure out who it was. Well, because I I wanted to know if he like got arrested. I was like, is that assault? Like, what is that? I'd love to know. Um, But I get what I read was the police contacted him in Colorado, and the guy who got punched didn't press charges. Interesting, because. That's kind of you know. Weird. That's kind of interesting. Like you'd rather like let it go than be like, yeah, that guy punched me in the face. It's like doesn't want to maybe see the what actually happened there. Well, okay, so or he's just a super cool guy that's like, no, what happens on the field stays in the field. Yeah, or or you see it as, hey, maybe the guy that got socked started it. I I mean because we only got the video right. of them like far apart away and like Sorry. all right, fuck it, like great uh, point. Because you know, I think... We don't know. I think that's a... And I, you know, I have never seen that before at a game. But I've certainly been a part of, <laughs> uh, you know, an entire game like of back and forth with somebody you don't know. Um, so I feel like that's probably what happened. Is like, mm-hmm. they're going back and forth just like talking shit. I don't know what level it gets to where you just... <laughs> I mean, guy. that guy... Talk about, you know, BDE, big dick energy. <laughs> that guy... Stood up and said, you know what? I'm planting my flag. <laughs> this, this guy's going the down. Padres! And, my God, that guy. And for the dude who stood up, who got punched, you got to be ready, man. Like, that guy's yeah. walking toward you, and you're just going to, like, wear it in the mouth? Like, he might hit you. So, you know, get your hands up at least. He got, he just, get like, he got rocked. Up. He did. And he, then his friends just kind of, like, hugged the They weren't even guy. friends. Yeah, it was a it was a wild scene. It was, um, yeah. So, so quick takeaway: <laughs> if you're the kid that punched the guy, we'd love to have you on just to get a little backstory. <laughs> I just want to know. Yeah, once again, not because we condone it. I just want to know what happened. Exactly. It's like, what did that guy say to you? Where you just eventually had enough? And the fact stood that stood up was alcohol involved, probably. And can you? <laughs> we need you to verify that you didn't get arrested. Right? Are you good? Yeah. And we don't have a lawyer. If you're we, not. Well, then you're on your own. Yeah, we don't have a law team, or we, you know, we don't have a set of attorneys or yeah. anything. So, but interesting because there's just in some games, and this has happened to me at Dodger Stadium in a playoff game. But That's you know, great go segue. figure. Great segue. Um, but there's just sometimes the it gets too intense where like actually something might happen during a sporting event. I think fighting stupid personally. But, uh, you know, if some guy's going to come, you like the Padre guy, he better get your ass ready. Here's a perfect example. is This happened a couple years ago. My dad and I were at a game. And we were sitting there. I don't even remember who the hell we were playing. 
but the guys in front of us were just chirping. Yep. You know, getting loud. This is a things Padre like, game? This is a Padre game. And yeah. my dad and I are sitting there going, this is such bullshit. Yeah. And then we finally take the lead, and we're getting, like, we're up. Oh, we're, yeah. We're, See, woo! that's how it starts. Exactly. The flip of transition, like, exactly. in your face. <laughs> and then at one point, I think my dad and I were, like, like high-fiving, and the guys, like, turn around and tell us to shut the fuck up. Oh, and of yeah, course I'm looking. On, see? Hell yeah! I'm like, no yeah. one's gonna talk to me and my dad yeah. like that. So I get in their face. It turns into this whole fucking issue. There's no, <laughs> I didn't pop anybody. But what was really cool, and this is, you know, some people may call me like a pussy for this, but I knew the cops working the area, and I just walked up. I go, yo, those two guys right there are drunk. They shoved my dad. I, you know, fibbed a little bit, if you will. Cops walk down and go, you two, you're out. And they kicked yeah. him out of the game, you know? Well, I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, I don't think, you know, you want to go to the game, have a good time. If you want to have, like, some friendly banter, banter. back yes. and forth, yes. sure. But if it's actually going to turn, like, violent, like, okay. None of us are on the actual team here. And yeah. guess what? The players don't give a shit that you're getting a fight in the stands. No. So. No. But does it make the yeah. game? Does it make, does it. Will it's it make stupid. or break the decision of the game with the players? Absolutely not. They it don't is give a stupid, shit. But, so that's a good story. We got plenty of them. But dude on the Rockies. Bleachers. Reach out to us. We need you. No, no, dude in the Rockies. Oh, bleachers, oh my God. You got smoked. And apparently Padres guy who threw the punch from Claremont is doing all right. Speaking of fights, what sport has the most fights oh, yeah. of all time? Hockey. I mean, one of the most, I mean, the biggest one that was most recent was Rangers Capitals with Tom Oh, Wilson. yeah. They I just mean, dropped the gloves at the beginning of the game and said, you know. Did bitch. you see the fight? <laughs> but did you see the fight prior to that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that just That's shows why, you, yeah. Exactly. Then, see, that's, oh, this is great. We're not hockey guys. We're not going to sit here and be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. No. We know the strategy and everything. But do I love watching hockey i agree absolutely because it is exactly that not just for the fights but the the respect in the game is such a thing that it goes hand in hand with the fighting yes so in that situation there was the fight and both teams felt disrespected so the start of the next game let's just fight drop gloves let's do it and there's like four different fights going on at once i love it um so that's hockey in a nutshell. But anyway, NHL playoffs are going. I on. wish more sports allowed fighting like hockey. Yes, I do. It has its own code of conduct. It really does. If it's you, the players kind of run it, but you can apply those. You can apply those rules to any sport. You yeah. can apply it to any sport. I can apply it to football. It'll. Hey, you know what? We're yeah. gonna give these guys maybe about 30, 40 seconds to just beat the shit out of each other, and then they're out. <laughs> It'll it'll never happen because hockey just indoctrinated itself that oh, way. Oh yeah, I, I um, agree. But can I can I hope for that? Of yes. course, of course. But that's hockey. Like I said, we're not hockey guys, so we're not going to break down the playoffs and matchups and all that shit. But <laughs> yeah, all that shit. But um, I think hockey NHL playoffs are one of the most exciting things to watch. So, you know, usually I do like the Blackhawks, Chicago, so I latch onto them when they're in. Okay. I also like the Golden Knights just because I think, you know, it's a new team, like they're good and whatever. Um, But the hockey playoffs, just the experience of watching those games is so awesome because the game is so fast. Uh, 
I mean, the skating part of it, I can't skate worth a shit. So, like, no. the what, how fast they're going, how they can stop on a dime and weave, it's incredible. And the announcer, Doc Emery, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? I do. He is an all-time. He is. I mean, just tune in for two and a half hours listening to that. Dude, I could do that all day. We I, could watch Calgary and freaking Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Not a team. But I think... Love that guy. I, and I'm glad you brought up that the electricity of the games itself is let's put it this way when we a big thing for me is i equate you know traditional football like if you're talking football history it's a packers game everybody wants to do that but when you go to a hockey game i mean there are fans there that are just in it die hard. they are fucking diehard fans and when they score or something electric happens on the ice there is this electricity that just group energy fills yeah. fills the arena. And hockey arenas are fantastic. Exactly, yeah. you're close to it. That's another thing is you're close to what's happening. There is what like an inch piece of glass between it's you so, and what the hell's oh, happening. You know what's awesome too? Now that you said that, that just sparked the penalty box in my head. That, yeah, that hockey has where the fans are just <laughs> banging on the <laughs> opposing guys. You're like, yeah, you fucking suck. I think it's awesome. Hockey playoffs, like, I'll probably never watch regular season unless, like, I go to a game. Uh-huh. Um, but the playoffs are so high pa- high pace, and anything could happen. There's game sevens left and right, and there's fights. And also, at the end of the series, the little handshake line, all-time. All-time respect thing in sports. Might be, like, number one on the list of, like, respect things that happen in sports. Yeah. The, the hockey handshake line. Um, because the playoffs are so hard-fought and freaking... You know, when the Blackhawks won it, one of the years when they're like three out of five, they played the Bruins, Boston, and one of the dudes on Boston had like a broken leg and he's playing. That makes, it makes no sense. And these guys are just pure, na- eating nails for breakfast, freaking cut your throat. Like. I think what it is, is it, okay, the fan base shows you the, the professional athletes of hockey. They, the fan base for any team is in love with their team. They are fully invested in their team. Where in hockey, if you're an, and this is my personal opinion, as a player, you are fully invested in hockey. You respect every level Mm -hmm. of it. You respect, you respect the fucking, um, you know, little superstitions, if you will. Like, that, they just love hockey and they respect yeah. the game and they're going to play their nuts out and we win or we lose. But at the end of it, I'm still going to respect how the game has been played. And it just, it's crazy, man. And it's, you're right. It is a little bit different from, you know, any other sport. It's different. It's got it its is. own. It lead. has its own code. And yeah. another thing I thought was interesting, just like listening to you talk was uh, like, the home crowd, and now there's, I think I posted Carolina Hurricanes, mm-hmm. like they had a yeah, full attendance, which is awesome to see first and foremost, but uh, the home crowds for the hockey playoff games, it's all the home team. Like you don't see any away people yeah. in there, which is so unique. Yeah. And if there are, it's like maybe 50 people. Well, I mean, you know, we talked earlier about the Padres fans fighting. Hockey fans, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. fuck with some hockey fans. <laughs> You're going to run into the wrong guy, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to probably pop you in the mouth. Yeah, he's going to be an enforcer on one of the on his home team, and he's just like, yeah, man, I've been playing hockey since I was four. And, yeah, just again, 
the the energy surrounding the NHL playoffs. I could watch any game really and yeah. turn it on and yeah, be like, the, "This I is agree. this is fucking sweet." Especially even when it's a blowout, then it becomes like a dude on the team who's down seven zero is like, "All right, well now I have to fight." Because they're getting ready for the next game. Exactly. And that's just a hockey thing that exists in their own world, like you said. Um, so, you know, I another part I like, too, because we don't know, you know, the ins and outs of the strategy and everything. So I like trying to figure out, like, what yeah. the hell is going on. Like, when they call a penalty, I'm like, what, what the fuck happened? It was a penalty. <laughs> yeah. Every time. and then He was just skating. I, yeah. I thought it was okay. And sometimes if you watch it enough, like, you pick up, you're like, oh, that was hooking. Or, like, that was slashing. And yeah. Like, then you're right, like only one out of eight times. You're like, okay, I got a feel on this, and then next play. <laughs> I, I I really like watching it with people who are fully invested yes. in hockey and they know the 100%. rules. Hundred percent. As with any sport, I like watching it with someone that knows the rules. Like for basketball, I'm I'm adequate yeah. in basketball, but if I have a question, I'm gonna yeah. if I'm watching it with you, I'm gonna ask. Right. And that gives you again. It flows back to what you and I love about sports is that constant banter, that learning of. The new sport, mm-hmm. like, we don't fucking know, I don't know dick about hockey. I know a puck goes from side to side, and you can fuck someone up on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. And a horn goes yeah. off when you score. In terms of, like, you know, line changes, like, I have no idea what's no. going on there. How many how, guys can come on they, and off? How do they know? Yeah. How do they, you know? Yeah. All that type of shit. So, I think that was a great point, too. Like, some people make hockey, like, their main thing. I'd say you and me. Uh, probably football at number one. Oh yeah, of um, course for me totally. So you know, some people are hockey number one. Some yeah. people are golf number one. So like, watching the sport with somebody who like you know is watching every game and they they're like yeah the line changed because blah blah or like oh he's out of the game because he now, got suspended you, or whatever. If you're the guy that's sitting there that's a huge hockey fan and I'm asking questions, you're like I- I'm watching the game, man. I don't want to fucking watch it with you. And you know what? I'm going to tell it to your face. Yeah, you shouldn't be in that room anyway. No, no I don't want to put myself in that position. <laughs> that's, a friend, that's a friend of a friend type shit yeah, right there. Yeah, and yeah. he hasn't become yeah. a friend. You got invited that. somehow, <laughs> and you're sitting there going, hey, man, how's it going? Like, my team's on. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> the my team guy. My team's we've on. We've all been guy. there. We've all been there. We've yeah, all been We all funny. have that one random friend that someone knows that you've been there. <laughs> You don't go back to that guy's house. You don't. Because, number one, whoever you bet on or you're rooting for probably lost. And that friend is tearing his house apart. Yeah. So, Yee. a friend of a friend. Yee. Um, But we'll we'll be tracking the NHL players. I'll say that. Um, You know, probably as we get to, like, the Stanley Cup, we yeah, can like, yeah. break down who we like and whatever, or semis or whatever. But um, right now, it's just beginning. And a lot of action. They're all seven-game series, too. Um. I always pull for the underdogs in NHL because, like, I don't know enough anyway. So let's have some let's have some shit go down. Yeah. Some teams that haven't just won. Let me see some good and games. like California teams. Like, if the Ducks are in there, you know, yeah, of course, I'd be a great. Ducks guy. Um, but love this sport. Love, love it. this sport. Right hooks. Glad you brought hooks. it up too. Yeah. Well, credit to me. Playoff yeah, series to another from the NHL. We're going to dive into the NBA playoffs. Love you know, it. Part one, we covered the plan. By this point. Uh, it should be over, I think. And if I'm incorrect, well, then we'll keep talking about well, it. I mean, we've, but yeah. um, we're already picking there's, there's to do six it. seeds that are already in. So Western Conference, we got going from one to six: Utah, Phoenix, Denver, Clippers, Dallas, and Portland. And Eastern Conference, we got Philadelphia, Brooklyn, heavy favorite, Milwaukee, 
Knicks, which was a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, weird. And Miami, who played the Lakers last year, got their ass kicked. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. But um, that's what the playoffs look like. The seven and eight seeds are to be determined. Uh, the Lakers are not in. I will be highly upset. Or just like, you know, I guess the injuries got the best of us. But um, I guess I, we'll just go, who do we like? Can who, you pull that just a little bit? Who so do we see? like uh, coming out of each conference? I'll say this. Yeah, I'm biased. I'll be the first one to say it. I wouldn't but expect healthy else. Lakers team matches up well versus anybody. Um, am I afraid of Utah? No. Am I afraid of Phoenix? No. I think we could finally get Lakers Clippers in the uh, conference finals, mm-hmm. which we which would be awesome, just because of the rivalry, um, and just you know Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron, Paul George, AD. I would love to see that as I wanted to see it last year, but the Clippers, you know, imploded. And then on the East, I really like Philly and Brooklyn. Uh, you know, Brooklyn, we talked about James Harden way back in the day getting traded there. They will for sure have Kyrie, Harden, and KD, Blake Griffin, all those guys ready to roll. I don't see how they don't come out of there. But I do love... I mean, Doc- they're a game behind first. That's, yeah, that's no. pretty damn good. for. They have been, you know, injury-plagued the entire year, too, yeah. with those three guys. But I also like uh, what Doc Rivers has done with the 76ers, who have kind of danced around being the team in the East and just never handled it. They look more composed and, uh, you know, they're, they're the one seed this year. So they're obviously their own expectations are to be in that spot. So, yeah, I'm going Lakers, Clippers, and Philly, Brooklyn for my uh, top four. Well, Eastern, I, I, I agree. Um, I think you and I actually have the same picks there. I do like the Knicks. I know that's kind of a random shot in the dark, if you will. I do like the Knicks, too. Um, it's a good story this year. Yeah, just let's put it this way. The Knicks have always, I mean, how how long have they been bad? <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's been a while. As long as we've been alive? No. <laughs> Pretty much since, I mean, Carmelo Anthony was like the last time they were in the playoffs. So that's, I don't know, like 2010. I was about to say that's like 2010, maybe 11 and 12. I, but, you know, they've been like, you know, in the lottery for the longest time. Yeah. And, and, and everyone hates the owner. That type of just yeah. ne- negative vibe. And, and, and again, I, I'm I'm not a basketball guy, but I do know, you know, little spurts here and there. Yeah. Just to see the Knicks being in there at, what, they're at four. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty, rem- year. That's pretty year remarkable. Knicks, yeah. and, and, you know, that's just, you know, tip of the cap there. And um, to, you know, piggyback on that, the return of Derrick Rose – and the rising of Julius Randle and those two coming together has been pretty cool to watch. Uh, Derrick Rose, you know, been through it all with his knee injuries. Yeah, I know who Derrick Rose. I don't know who the other. Julius Randle is a Kentucky guy. Okay. And then drafted by the Lakers when they were terrible. Um, he actually, you know, they didn't re-sign him. Went to the Pelicans, and then he signed a one-year deal with the Knicks. This is his career year. You know, he's gonna win probably That's great. most improved player and. He looks good, and he's a huge reason why they are the four seed. Um, and then you go to West. You know, for me, it's definitely I like the Clippers. Just you know, California guy. And then um, I've always liked the Lakers. Like I said, I don't. I am kind of worried about where their spot is. I don't like that, as we've talked about in part one. Um, Golden State Warriors can go suck a dick. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just over all that shit. <laughs> Steph Curry, yeah, that's cool, great. Um, <laughs> and then the Jazz, I don't know. I just, to be truthfully honest, I really like their logo. So I'm gonna okay. give, I'm gonna give it that's, to you how it that's is. It's a hot take. I'm gonna. I'm, it's a I'm hot gonna, take. I'm gonna be transparent. <laughs> I haven't watched one Utah Jazz game, but I do like their freaking. I I'll like their this. logo. You know, I am a Laker guy, but I'll say just to talk about the Jazz and the Suns. Let's say. Uh, they are the top two seeds. The Suns have rose with the addition of Chris Paul. And, uh, you know, kind of takes the pressure off Devin Booker where you can, you know, just shoot at will. And they have to account for a lot of different guys. With And it's Chris Paul has been in the league forever. And I don't know if he gets enough credit for the difference he makes on a team. But uh, it's the first time the Suns have made it in a while. And the Jazz, they have a lot of talent too, you know. They got uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. You know, a bunch of different guys. But in saying that, either of those teams, I think, I, I just don't see them taking that extra step toward, like, a championship run. Oh, so uh, I could saying, see Chris yep. Paul doing it. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns did it. I just think the Jazz, like, yeah, they had a great regular season, but it's kind of like the Bucks the last year and the year before. Where it's like, you guys are great in the regular season, but seven-game series, am I afraid of that talent versus this talent? No, not. And I think various teams, like Clippers, Mavericks, even the Blazers, like, would you they say, can take down those two teams. Yeah, and I, I was going to say, would you say that's more based off of, you know, their personnel and who they've been totally. around and how... I think regular season games and winning a seven-game series are, like, two completely different things. Dude, if you put... Let's just equate it to baseball. You're That's a World Series. Yeah. Or, like, that's huge, right? The personnel, you know, I think you can have a great regular season when you... You don't have to face the same team the whole time. Yeah. Um, but it's like what really separates the Jazz and the Suns from the rest of the crop, you know? Um, I think it gets harder with basketball, and this is just a personal opinion on this. I think it gets harder when you play those games. When you have a seven-game streak rate like that, when you play seven games, to me it gets way harder because it's very consistent with who the starters are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if I, just to say you and I are playing each other, I got Rick tonight, I have Rick for seven games. Yeah, we're going to find out everything about each other, and that's where I think... Very quickly, Yeah, that's where I think being, like, having veterans on your team makes a huge difference as well. You could have a bunch of young guys who are super talented and whatever, but if they're not going to make adjustments game by game, like, you know, a LeBron's going to do, Chris Paul is going to do, then it's just, you're not going to have the same thing because every game you're supposed to learn from what just happened yeah we'll go back fix like hey this is how this guy's guarding me i gotta do this and i always lean on veterans like lebron uh cp damian lillard like guys who have lost in the playoffs guys who guys who have been in a bunch of series and like they know teach me what you've done their brain i think is different yeah and i'm not saying you know utah is like a super young team or phoenix is phoenix is a young team besides chris paul um, but those type of things are, you know, you got to take your licks, I guess. Well, and imagine, that. imagine if you're like, you're a young guy on, let's just say the Suns, right? You're a young guy mm-hmm. and you just, you come out game one and two hauling ass. Like you're fucking up and down the court as fast as possible. You're not holding anything in the tank. And then you come mm-hmm. to games three yeah, and four. Right. <clears throat> and you're, you're, you're dragging yeah. now. Hey, we're pulling some time off you. You don't know you, how to, you know. 
You don't have to you regulate. Don't to, you, yeah. don't to regulate you don't know yourself. how to use your stamina. You know? Yeah. You don't know when to turn it on, turn it off. That's and then I got a guy. Part. I mean, I let's just say like you and I. Like I have a guy, Rick, who's been in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. He knows how to, you know. Hold his stamina a little bit longer. He knows that this is going to be a long series. Show you some some stuff here. Keep some stuff in the you know exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors in a seven game series, and I think it just and that's what makes basketball again from someone that doesn't watch basketball a lot. That's what makes basketball really cool is that nine times out of ten, it's five or six guys that are constantly playing on the court, and you have to you got to it's me and you for seven yeah. games. And the uh, yeah the the uh, you know the alpha will prevail nine yeah. out of ten times yeah it's oh man but I do like what you said about the Knicks I like them as a dark horse uh, wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee made some noise either in the East the East is kind of interesting I think there's four teams maybe five with the Heat if they that can, can put it together that can kind of play around um, the West kind of the same way you know if Utah proves to be the one seed that they you know earned then that could be you know, they could easily make it to the the uh, finals. Um, you know, Dallas and Clippers played each other last year in a great series. A lot of, there's a Doncic, Luka Doncic game winning three pointer, so and there's some bad blood there. That's what I wanted to touch on. The best part about the opening series of the you know, NBA is not mm-hmm. actually fights. But it gets closer. It gets there's like it's more intense, so you know, fouls and there's a lot more aggressive jump balls. Play. It's more like, hey, don't fucking touch me, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's more of that because in the regular season, they just like immediately blow the whistle. And NBA guys are, like the biggest like tough guys that actually don't do anything. Yeah. So then in the NBA, so in are the playoffs, some baseball players. So <laughs> in the playoffs, they get more uh, in their face, especially first round. So I'm excited for all that. Love it. I'm excited as well. Of the class and Tim Duncan and. You know, Tamika Catchings and Kevin Garnett are phenomenal players. Totally deserve to be there. But with everything that happened with Kobe Bryant, having his wife and daughter. His daughter accepted his, you know, jacket. Yes. And his wife, you know, spoke on his behalf. I thought, uh, just powerful, I guess. Powerful is the best way to say it. Um, He just, you know, tragic event is why he's no longer here. And I think just the power of it still exists anytime something comes up. And this was another huge moment because obviously he was going to make the Hall of Fame, you know, dead or alive. But uh, since he's not here, you know, it just kind of takes you back to when that day happened and, um, you know, just how important he was to so many people's lives. And just to see, like, at the Hall of Fame how much it meant to everybody in the crowd and, you know, Vanessa Bryant still dealing with it, obviously. Yes. Um, lost your daughter too, but um, you know his legacy is just gonna it'll never die. I think, and it's such a special. No. You know, we talked about the logo a couple episodes ago, maybe like ten episodes ago, but uh, he's he is just turned into such a special like name. Like when you say Kobe Bryant, it means more than just an NBA player. You cannot associate the NBA without Kobe Bryant. Right. As it's the same with Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and I, I honestly, those two names are at the top of the NBA mountain. Mm-hmm. When you say when I say NBA, there's in my mind, there's maybe five guys I immediately think of. And the first two are Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And to have, you know, Vanessa Bryant talk talk about her husband for the ceremony and to accept, you know, have his daughter accept the coat, I think it shows the respect of 
what the NBA has towards Kobe mm-hmm. and his family and the impact that he's made. And, you know, I didn't watch the whole ceremony. Mm-hmm. I did watch uh, Vanessa's, you know, acceptance speech, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just shows... It shows how much depth he had in a sense of affecting people's lives. Mm-hmm. Not only his immediate family, but his extended family and to his fans and to NBA fans and people who aren't even fans of the NBA. It just, you know, it's a somber moment when Mm -hmm. someone gets inducted that isn't actually living to accept it. But it also is is an enlightening moment to show how much impact that that individual still has while not being here. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt during her, during Vanessa Bryant's, um, induction, you know, speech, and it just shows the respect. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want what we're saying to outweigh, you know, Tim Duncan, Kevin right. Durant, and uh, the no, other one. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, um, excuse me. And Tamika Catch. Yeah, so. I don't want it to outweigh that their own <clears throat> accomplishments, but I would have to say if out of those four or five people who's made a, a larger impact on the NBA as a whole, it's going to be Kobe. Yeah, and, you know, Kevin Garnett said it in his own speech how much Kobe meant to him. And, you know, him, Duncan and Kobe went back and forth yeah. as well. Yeah. So it, there's, you know, Kobe had just affected people's lives. And, you know, you don't know how much they have until they're gone. That's, and that's, uh, that's a great, that great take. That is exactly what this whole situation has brought about. It's like, damn, Kobe Bryant meant so much to so many different people, fans, you know, players, countries. Um, yeah. But what I thought was also cool is that Vanessa invited uh, Michael Jordan to come. And, you know, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan are really close because mm-hmm. Kobe, you know, chasing Michael. Um, and, you know, he's a super busy guy, of course. Owns a team that just played, actually. Yeah. But, he, you know, he made the, the effort to be there for Kobe and be there on his behalf. And just one part of Vanessa's uh, speech that I thought was cool was uh, – he you know he's battling injuries. He played in the NBA for twenty years. Obviously, when you're playing that much, you're gonna, you know, have a banged up knee or you know, you yes, multiple injuries. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. But um, yeah, she asked him like, why can't you just sit out a game one time? Like you're clearly injured, and he was like, his and he, this is another cool part is we're learning more about him outside the basketball. You yes, know? who who was Kobe Bryant as a person? And he was like, well, what about the one person that saved up? you know, a bunch of money to see me play just one time. Like, I got to go out there and play for them. Yeah. So the fact that, I just think that's really cool, you know. we're it's talking giving me goosebumps. Multi, <laughs> you know, multi-million dollar, like, giant, globally known person is, yeah. has that in his head where he's, he could easily be the other way of, like, I'm rich, I'm the best, I don't have to do what I don't want to do, and I'm injured, you know. It shows how much he cares about the game. Yeah, and I, exactly. That's, and that that's is, why Michael Jordan respects him so much. Exactly. And that's why they got along so well. Be, and that's, I will literally say that. That's, it shows that, that example of his, his mm-hmm. life and who he is, is the exact, is the example that I would love anyone to know for any sport. Is that's how much he respects the yeah. game. Is it's not, yes, it's about my self-accomplishments, but it's about the fans. And sometimes that gets kind of muddied up mm-hmm. as we watch sports and things like that. Is At the end of the day, they're professional athletes. We want to watch them play. Mm-hmm. And 
I never got to see Kobe actually play. Me either. I I wish I did. I've probably had numerous opportunities to do it, and I never took it. Mm-hmm. But the two, and I'm very envious of the people who had Stephen Sickets that constantly saw mm-hmm. him. But it shows you that like he understood that the gravity. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and it's just. Yeah, he is he, missed. He understood yeah. that he lived in, you know, the 1% of the 1%, you know? Yes. Um, people who have the dreams of being a pro athlete and being, you know, a top five player and of all time. And adored by people. And so he took that responsibility seriously. And now, you know, you pass that down to dudes like LeBron and, uh, you know, other great players who now they're going to play that way too. Like, hey, I'm injured, but what about that person who's, you know, saving up $300 to sit in the you know upper deck can't even see the numbers right so like i'm playing for him and you know that's going to trickle down to the younger generation and that's that effect is what life is all about have that effect on generations just by who you were not because of who what acceptance you're trying to get or what you were trying to look like just who you were i love it i I think it was again i'm glad you brought it up the nba you know inductions again i don't want this to outweigh the you know the performances KG, of everyone. KG, Tim Duncan, Tim yeah. Catchings. But again, it was an it was great to have it. It's a somber moment that we miss Kobe, and we always will miss Kobe. But it's enlightening to know that we're learning more about him. Yeah, and also too, we're continuing to keep his legacy going with us talking about it because we're not the only people that are talking about it. Right, I mean, social media, everything, everyone's talking about. It. I mean, anytime yeah. there's like an event like this, it's such like a. There's another thing we've learned. Exactly. There's another, you know... It's a replay button. You can, really? And, yeah, you can tell, like, the wound is still fresh in his family's life. It's like, that's a real family right there, yeah. you know? So, it was really cool. Hall of Fame, the NBA does it right, and, uh, you know, Kobe goes down in glory. Well, well, why don't we do it like last time, where we did five, yeah, four, three... I said, do you want to go or me? Go first. Go first, because i got to figure right, well, out who I want to... like this one. And all my giant fans... Bite me! Because... <laughs> It is Madison Bumgarner. I love it. And why? Very simple. Uh, He's like just kind of a douchebag out there. I don't know. He's... uh, I got my opinions. So what really... And this shows you how annoying this individual is. Because I'm taking a Dodgers player's side here. And you'll love it, actually. I almost just grew up. (laughs) San Francisco, I think it's two years ago, last year. Two years ago. Because now he's on the Diamondbacks getting lit up all the time. Um, he's not that. Oh, okay, I'm not gonna calm down. So playing the Dodgers, <laughs> Muncie hits an absolute bomb off him mm-hmm. uh, into the bay. Like, oh, I think crushed I it. Yep. And you know I've watched the John Boy media stuff. Shout out to John Boy, great stuff. Um, he doesn't even showboat it. You know he looks at it for a second and then goes. And Bob Gardner, yeah, you got to run around the bases yelling at him. It's like, dude, he just gave up a 450 yeah. foot bomb, like. Can you shut your tongue for a minute? Uh, yeah, so that's when he starts going, go, yeah. go. He's been doing that, like, way too much as he's gotten older. Like, you know, people are bunting on him. He doesn't like that. People are hitting home runs on, off him. He doesn't, they're not running fast enough. It's like, hey, why don't you just get somebody out? Yeah. And, uh, why don't you do your job? Yeah, he's always and he's barking at the umpire, you know, when he's not getting his outside corner that's off the plate bullshit. So, you know what? Bumgarner, you're a great pitcher. You're just kind of fucking annoying. Well, I agree with all of that. And, <laughs> Strong um, strike for me. He'll circle back because he actually... 
You um, made your top five. Yeah, oh, yeah. My uh, top five, though, my number five is tied with two people. You'll like this. Number one is Dustin May. What's Dustin in May, wow. Um, That's a tough one. And number two is Fernando Rodney. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I get the Rodney one. I don't yeah, get the May one. the whole... Freaking bow and arrow with you winning. Like, yeah, dude, that's fucking great. Just get the fuck off the mountain. Great. I love showboating. I love, like, you know, you being excited about your win and things like that. But that's fucking stupid. Uh, (laughs) Dustin May, it's more of a personal vendetta. He it's a hair thing for you. No, I don't have an issue with his hair. You know, he's got that red mop going on. Sure. For me, is he is... A very good pitcher, and I don't like him for that reason. Oh, okay. That's, that's for, fine. For yeah. the Dodgers. He is... I totally mean, acceptable. Exactly. <laughs> He's a great pitcher. Yeah. I mean, his pants are about painted on, and he... That's one thing that's I That's like. Walker Buehler's deal. Yeah. But, again, Dustin May is... For me, it's... Yeah. He's got filthy stuff. He can locate it wherever he wants it he's to go. He's really good. And I'm afraid of him. Yeah. That's why I, he's my I respect five. that answer. Because I was like, go. he seems like a nice guy. Like, no, no, no. Uh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. None but, of yeah. that. It's more about his, what he's, he's got good. in the tank. He is good. And yeah. He did get Tommy John. So you hate to see a guy who's good go down. Yeah. Anytime. Well, also too, and just, just to jump on that really quick, he throws very hard. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I will say this. It's like 99. Right? I was waiting yeah. for him to get that surgery. Yeah. Because the way he throws, he, he's just got, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm afraid of him. If he's, I'm telling you this, <laughs> if he's pitching against the Padres, I'm afraid of our yeah. win that day. He's he's a good player. And a young player. Yeah. All right. Moving on to number four. Total, total asshole. Amir Garrett. You know what that is? Mm, I'm not familiar. It is a relief pitcher for the Reds. Big lefty. Uh, so, I mean, he's just like a nut job out there. I don't know how to put it. Okay. He uh. So, let's... This year, he's got a 10-something ERA in oh, the 8th inning. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the Cubs are winning 3-2. to two. It was the Cubs, so there is something about it. But, I mean, this doesn't make... You know, if you're a fan of any team, listening to this makes no sense. Uh-huh. He strikes out Rizzo. Actually, before he strikes out Rizzo, he, you know, he gets a new ball from the umpire, and he walks straight up to home plate and kind of, like, you know, sizes up Rizzo. And Rizzo's like... Get the fuck away from it. Okay. So he's already starting this weird oh, thing, God. and he okay. strikes him out, and he's like cussing and like showing him up, and it's like there's one out in the eighth. You're down a run. Your ERA sucks. Like, what are you doing? I don't mind getting pumped up, and the you know bench is cleared obviously because like we're not gonna take that shit. What the fuck? So it's just a weird vibe. And then, I didn't even see this, and I'm already pissed. Yeah. So he's just like that type of like guy where like he's like oh I'm a big bad dude like I'm gonna rub it in no. your face it's like okay oh wait please you got ten ERA dude Ugh. so Amari Garrett <laughs> number four <laughs> number four for myself by the way I didn't see that oh and it's, your it's a dictation of that YouTube search let me tell you I already don't like the dude yeah. because of that it's e- I mean it's easy it's, let me tell you this Rizzo did nothing but and just really quick note is. I feel like like Trevor Bauer has opened the floodgate of like you can be a dick, but yeah. but Good point. but you have to be able to properly be a dick. Yeah, you can't just be like you get one out. And yeah, Trevor Bauer too. is a great pitcher. Yeah. Great pitcher. Talk shit as much as you want. I'll accept it as a Padres fan. Yeah. I'm gonna accept you it. You do accept it because he strikes out. You know the guy to end the inning. You go all right. Well, 
Fuck yeah, he's a good pitcher. He if deserves if Dustin May is going to talk some shit, he's yeah. a great pitcher. I'm going to accept that. I agree. If you're a guy with a 10 ERA, go, go fuck it's yourself. Like, Get out of my yeah. way. Um, number four for me is, and this is, you know, is Roger Clemens. <laughs> okay. I mainly don't like him because, one, he played for the Yankees. Two, he's got heat with steroids. Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, a little block of cheese walking around. Yeah, with like pencil legs, bro. <laughs> and you don't. You're That's telling, what steroids will do. Yeah. So for me, it's more of look. It, it, I don't want to go down the weeds and get into the weeds about steroids. Yeah. But you know, with him, he was just so adamant about him not doing it. He's mm. also a tool. <laughs> you know. Um, Doesn't help. He played case. for the Yankees. I've never liked the Yankees. Dad's one of my dad's favorite teams. God bless him. Um, but. Again, Roger Clemens, I'm just over you. Right now, I'm getting a view of you being <laughs> his in court. Face, his face sucks. Yeah, like a view, <laughs> an image of you being in court going, I did not take steroids. <laughs> and I go, you are such a sack of shit yesterday. <laughs> number three uh, for you, That is Mr. great, Peanut. great number four. All right, you, I, there's no way you know who this guy is. I'm pr- I probably don't. Justin Wilson. Do you no, know who that is? No. Nor should you. You know I, why? I, I don't like this man because he stinks. He stinks at pitching. The Cubs traded for him at the trade deadline. Oh, uh, so Tigers. you're getting a, This is a lot of no, personal. This is, lot, this is personal. This, this is, is personal, personal vendetta, and I like it. I like it. This like is it. a downing group text of, oh, shit, Justin Wilson's in again. We're <laughs> screwed. We're screwed. Love it. He would come in. We traded for this guy, right, to help our bullpen out. He would come in and always, like, you just walk everybody. I'm not exaggerating. Couldn't get anybody out. He was he was terrible. Is he a buddy of Joe Musgrove's? Because Musgrove's walks some people. Too. And then he would throw a strike, and guess what? That ball is way gone. Oh, so he throws one strike every eight, and you know the Cubs, of course, keep putting him in. He keeps walking people. It's like what? How is this guy in the major leagues? There's so many guys That's in the minor fucked. leagues, and this guy is a personal problem to me and my yeah, mental health. It's screwing up your it's screwing up your season. <laughs> so luckily he is no longer a cub, but he is somewhere walking everybody, being a bozo. Number three. That's a great number three. I don't even know who the guy is, but yeah. I'd be Well pissed. that's the only reason I know, personal pain. Here's my number three and this is from our viral video of the polar bear earlier last week. Is <laughs> David Price. David Price. Yep. I hate David Price. And <laughs> I will say the top three, my top three, are very similar as to why I do not like them. And it's one main reason is they the pitch so slow. I have... Yeah. No, jeez. I'm, I'm <laughs> lost for words. Because you slow pitchers put a horrible name to baseball. Because right. people already say baseball is so slow. Oh. And I I always tell people that say that. It is dictated by the pitcher. Yeah. It is dictated by the pitcher. It is not like, let's just go out and throw. It's, oh, what do I want to throw here? <laughs> and, Step off the mound. Yeah. And David Price is Jesus, dude. I mean, his <laughs> feet are in cement. Before he even gets his wind up. And he just sits there and goes, how do I want to look? How do I want to pitch this guy? I don't know. I got some juice in the arm. Maybe I'll try the, try the you know. He's just, yeah. I, I can't stand him. He, when he was on the Red Sox, I felt like everybody kind of gave him like a little pump to the chest. It's like, fuck off, dude. 
He's never been good. He slows the game down. He puts a bad name to pitchers because it's like, oh, come on, let's go. Yeah. yeah that's it's just a five-hour game. Fuck you're off, dude. Get out. Price. Get out, please. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, go to your number two. I love that number one and two are going to be similar. Oh, so it's yeah. like, that's yeah. just, oh, yeah. that was Wait. your leadoff hitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm getting more fired up as I look down my list. My number one is, I got a personal vendetta. Oh, good. I'm so, good. number two, Zach Granke. Oh. Yeah. I would love to hear why you ate him, because um, I have some opinions as well. Two things stand out. One, total fucking weirdo. He is um, weird. I actually went to the game where he was on the, is he still on the Astros? I think he's on the Astros. They're playing the Padres, and the oh, Padres... I still thought he was on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, that's he, how he much, should go back. That's how he much makes, I, he makes more sense in Arizona. Yeah, but he, he, the Padres, like, are putting together an inning, right? They got guys on base, and uh, time, time's called. I'm going watch on TV. I'm like, what is he doing? Or no, I was at the game. What is he doing? Calls over the umpire, and he's like, ah, oh, I need this mound fixed. He get like the ground crew comes out and fixes the mound in like the fourth inning. He sits down on the ground next to the mound, and I'm going, is this fucking, like, what? Who does this? And, like, how, I didn't know that, that how could do happen. you have the even ability to go, like, hey, I want the, the mound redone? Such a freaking weirdo. And then, you know, the other one. Wouldn't the umpire have to dictate, like, yo, this is not yeah. a regulation mound? That's you know, just and really I weird. think all it is is, like, you know, the pitchers are digging in the. You know, by the rubber. Did they replace the plate, no, or did they no, just replace they just, the dirt? They just redid the like as as if nobody had pitched that day. So it's ridiculous. He's sitting down like a weirdo. Uh, number two, I throw he, my he bat threw up, at him. He threw up, <laughs> my, he threw up my guy Carlos Quentin far too often. Cathedral Uni alum, and Carlos Quentin let him have it. So Quentin's against him. I'm against him. Love and it. number three, he does this thing now where he. And John Boy again has shown this where he'll he'll be like eventually during the game he'll be like hey I'm I'm throwing number two to the batter, and you know it worked like twice, so then he did it again he's like hey I'm I'm throwing number two and then the batter's like okay hit a bomb off him and I'm just going what a freaking weirdo this guy is, he's too weird, get out the gym. Fuck that guy. <laughs> My number two was Rick's number five, mm. Madison Bumgarner. Another slow pitcher, another guy that thinks his shit doesn't stink in the MLB when it is horrendously stenchy, let me tell you. He has nothing. When he was on the Giants, it was like a fluke for him to get wins. Honestly, I'll say that. Hot take. I think it was a fluke for him to get wins. I think he won... Because his hitting on the Giants was so good. He was... I don't think he's ever been... A great pitcher his whole like great playoff pitcher maybe yeah like his whole like windmill pitching is so stupid bro (laughs) change your shit you don't do anything and then you go and you ride a motorcycle and get hurt and you can't play for games in the season like who the fuck do you think you are and then we can see the conviction yeah and then you have the audacity (laughs) to tell a guy that's glinting at his home run that he just smoked off you right. to start running, boy. Right. Right. Stop running. Like, bro, Madison, you're not like an old hillbilly from the South telling me to fucking run on. Like, <laughs> you are Madison Bumgardner who wants to have a mullet and smoke a cigarette. Let's put it that way. Just 
Yeah. You're over it. I'm that's, over you. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great take. Fucking nice. Number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hate this guy. I think I've just decided I will hate this guy forever. Good. Bruzdar Gratterall. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll dive into it real quick. Okay. <laughs> Dodgers, Padres. Game two. Tatis up the plate. Bruzdar comes in. Uh, throw One pitch. Throws one pitch. Tatis absolutely hammers it to center field. Guy on first. We're down one. It's about to be 6-5 Padres in the playoffs. Cody Bellinger makes an unbelievable oh, home yeah. run robbing play. Credit to him. Amazing play. That's why they won the World Series. Great players like that. They uh, go, you know, so I'm like crushed already that, yeah. you know, they made an incredible play. But, you know, yeah. you accept it. That's a great play. Yeah, what so can you do? It hits you in the heart a little And they zoom back to the pitcher. And what is he doing? Glove. Tosses the glove. This is like the sixth inning. Tosses the glove. Hat in the air. Oh, I'm fucking bruised our gradual. I, I almost gave up a bomb that my center fielder made an incredible play on. And I'm celebrating like yeah. I did something. Yeah, your what pitch are you didn't doing? You. Your pitch almost gave up. You a threw run. one pitch and we smoked it. And your center fielder made an incredible play. What what gives you the right to be a fucking asshole about it? Yeah. So I and then agree. you know Manny Machado on my side is like you know fuck you dude what yeah. are you doing? And, I actually think his words were get the fuck out yeah. of here. And Gradwell blows him a kiss and I just go. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I hate this guy. Um, he's just so painfully unaware of, like, social skills and, you know, what it means to be, like, a human. He's just so stupid. Like, I... I'll tell you this. If I was Manny and I, I was telling him... him. If I was telling him to go get the fuck out of here and he blew me a kiss, I'm running over there with my bat. <laughs> I do not care. I mean, have, I've never seen a pitcher celebrate... Almost giving up a home run like this fucking asshole. A defensive win. Not even... He didn't... He, he didn't shut it out. He fucking threw a ball and Cody Bellinger made an exceptional play. Yeah. He did nothing. He no. did nothing. He put the ball in play. It's what he did. He threw one pitch, got smoked, and then this guy makes a great play and he's fucking like, oh my god, I'm the greatest pitcher of all time. <laughs> like, can you believe this? I am the greatest. Points to the sky. I'm like, God fucking hates you, dude. Yeah. Bruce Dar, I... You know, I don't care what team he goes to, by the way. If he goes to the fucking Minnesota Twins, guess who hates Bruce Dargratterall on the Twins? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you know what's crazy is our list. How many Dodgers are on this list? I think there's three, right? After this. Well, Here you go. Well, past, we I have guess, four. You know, hey, there's a reason. reason. Yeah, there's a vendetta. There's a reason. So my number one is Clayton Kershaw. And the reason... <laughs> number one's the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> The number the reason I don't like Clayton Kershaw is one he slows the game down, two he's not that good of a playoff pitcher. Arguably one of the worst. Yeah, and he, yet he thinks is I don't know he's just got this weird persona about him and like I don't know what's going on with his beard. Like, does he want a real beard or does he just want this like <laughs> shitty stubble that's going on? And also number two. Cut your hair, because when you put your hands up like you're about to go dive off a diving board before every fucking pitch, and then you settle in, like, dude, just put your fucking, your hand in your glove, 
Think of your pitch and throw it. You don't need to... <laughs> uh, yoga, baby. And then throw the ball. Like, just... That's one aspect of it. I hate it when pitchers are slow. So that... He's already lost in my book. Number two, your stats are not that good in playoffs. So that does not fucking help you. Yes, I will say... You have a filthy curveball. Everybody's seen it. Okay, it's fucking great. Cool, you got a curveball. Great, fucking do it. I don't give a shit. But you know what? To be an exceptional pitcher, you gotta, you have to, you have to play when it makes when it counts. And he can't do that. And I don't know. The media surrounds all this shit with him, and it's just shut the fuck up. You're Clayton Kershaw. You fucking look like you, you're trying to dive off a diving board every play. (laughs) And you slow the game down. I hate you. Uh, beautiful. No, that's our... That was exceptional. That's our top five pitchers that we can't stand. A lot of Dodgers and, on there. <laughs> I mean, look, they bring it on themselves. I, like Fuck I said, that. I don't yeah. care what team Crowderall plays for. No. I'm going to follow his ass, hate his ass, with a passion unknown to mankind. Love it. Uh, so that was our top five list. Went over the Padre fan, Rockin', the Rockies fan. Uh, NHL playoffs, just... Electric energy. Yeah. Tune in. Doc Emery. Absolute treat to listen to. Uh, the NBA playoffs starting up. Let's bring we'll it see, on. see, you know, we got a lot of games to watch there. Um, and then the uh, NBA Hall of Fame induction with Kobe, Kevin Garnett, Tamika Catchings, Tim Duncan. So there's a lot of shit Exceptional going on class. in part two of episode 20. What we need from you, people. Five stars. That's Quick, right. We need five stars reviews. out the gate. Give us those reviews. Subscribe. Apple. Spotify. Stuff. Love it. Yeah. Just click it. Love it's it. A quick we need click. it. It's yeah. a quick click. I click mean, it and throw it in the shelf. You know we're this there. This episode is fucking fire. <laughs> so, you want more shit like this? You're going to have to press that button. That's right. Um, you got anything else for the people? No, just continue to interact. We love it. We, you know, sports are our thing. You want to come and listen to it? That's what we're here for. You're here for the banter, baby. <laughs> and if, to hear hot, aggressive takes. Oh, fuck yeah. Either with or without the Dodgers. That's right. Okay. For episode 20, part two, Sports Banter. Out. Out.